only ever be where you are right now. What is your podcast? It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yo, what's up, people? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Bollinger Podcast. Today, we're diving into some sexual shit. This is going to be a very risky photo. I'm going to say here right from the beginning. On iTunes, it should have a big red E next to it for explicit. I know on YouTube, they don't have that. So if you're watching this on the tube, there's going to be some explicit shit in this. I apologize to my friends and family for the voraciousness and the aggressiveness with the language I'll be using. Mom, if you're watching this, You've had fair warning, <laughs> okay? We're going to be diving into some personal stuff, some some very sexual shit. I mean, this is a podcast on, I don't even know what I've titled it, something to do with probably uncovering your sexual needs in the bedroom. Something to do with that. Now, why? Because I've got some fat context, I was just going to say content, some fat with a PH context from a man, Alex, who reached out to me on the gram, and we tang one with a uh, fantastic DM regarding sexual energy, sexual polarity, as to him feeling like he's a pretty masculine dude in general, yet when he's in the bedroom, he feels like he starts to play into the feminine a little bit more and actually enjoys that more, and more so enjoys the feminine energy dominating him in the bedroom, despite being such a masculine being in general. So that's maybe the first part of this pod. We're going to dive into sexual polarity, your sexual needs on an energy-based sense, some stuff that I've made various videos on, but never really a full potter on. So we'll go into that. And I also want to talk about sexual needs in a much larger scope in regards to your sexual needs in lifestyle, but also in lifespan. So based on your lifestyle, based on how you schedule your day, how you schedule your week, but also how and what stage in life you're in. That's stuff that I've been very investigative of, very interested in as I've gone on through life as to my sexual needs that have changed. And, you know, so I'll throw in some stuff from my personal perspective, stuff from my friends, stuff from my clients. And actually, there's one thing I want to talk about as well. Good thing I just chucked in that word, client, because this topic, just as I was getting set up here, listening to some Disney, of course, Disney hype, I was thinking about one of my Skype clients who actually only have ever done a one-off with, so I don't even remember his name. It could be Alex as well. Actually, I think his name is Alex as well. I've got so many different Alexes. But actually, there is. Alex is one of the most popular names I've been finding out. Um, I remember him having a conversation with him about his sexual needs being so far off to the girl that he was with, yet he still really liked this girl, yet it was causing major problems in the relationship. So there's many, many, many different angles we're going to dive into. Hope you guys are killing it. We've got the old matcha ball back. Let's go. Mm-mm. Mm, yes, that ginger. Mm, yes. But I'm also just more excited to have the to have my old and faithful bowl back. For those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, if you haven't seen last week's Potter, Potter 79, on the Dark Demons, I had to drink out of a pumpkin soup bowl because I made a rookie mistake and I had my matcha bowl in the dishwasher. Oh, so good to have you back. So good to have you back. I'm excited. Let's go. So yeah, we got this. We got this content from my man Alex. I'm gonna dive into that first and we'll work out the rest as we go along. So I'm just gonna find this up in my screenshots here. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> this is the DM he sent me. Uh where do we where does it begin? Okay. Lately I've been what I've been struggling with the most is figuring out what my sexual core is. 
I know about sexual energy and polarity in brackets. Your video about that is sick, by the way, in brackets. And have observed this phenomenon within me and others over the past months. Here's the thing. I consider myself a pretty masculine dude. I often lead within my social circle. I'm ambitious and taking major actions to create the life I want. I'm very decisive, etc. Sometimes, however, I really enjoy following also. In the bedroom, I love dominating the girl, but in capitals. I have to admit I love it even more when I'm dominated by the girl. In brackets, this kind of fucks up my ego a little every now and then, haha, in brackets. So on the one hand, outside the bedroom, I consider myself very masculine, but sexually I seem to be more on the feminine side. Do I have a neutral core now? Or is it more feminine and I just don't want to admit it? Or do I look at the whole topic in two, in uh, air quotes, black and white manner, in quotes. I know we all have both sides within us and I noticed that I really cultivated my masculine side over the past years. So maybe the core is not that set in stone. When I'm with the girls, or when I'm with girls, I'm most attracted to the feminine side, in brackets, the electric and creative, because I'm a pretty grounded guy myself, in brackets, very similar to me. Um, I enjoy leading in relationships, but somehow, I enjoy leading in relationships, but somehow, as soon as we go into the bedroom, I actually prefer when the girl takes the lead. So that's, that's confusing to me. I think everything points at me having a neutral core or maybe the ability to switch energies. I don't know. It's like in social situations, I can see the sexual energy is crystal clear, but I'm so confused about my core. I'm pretty sure that most of my confusion will disappear with more experience, but if you want, you can share your th thoughts on this topic. I would love to hear what you have to say about it. Cheers, Alex. Alrighty, so that's his message. And it's actually, it's quite a few different points that he brought up there it's quite an in-depth message more in-depth than i thought it was so even though i we've got a lot of things we've got a lot of things to talk about here i'm really uncomfortable in my nether regions right now. hold on a second something about the underwear i'm wearing it's too tight <laughs> shout out to roy who'd probably be saying out of why are you even wearing underwear he's like one of my mates is just fully believes in the full commander way of life i'm not quite there yet <laughs> shout out to roy Okay, so where do, we, where do we even begin with this? Well, the context on Alex is that he's a young guy. He's a young guy. I'm not sure if he's... I, I wouldn't ballpark him at anything over 22. I'm quite sure he's much younger than that, though. If I really had to guess, I would say Alex is about 20? 20? Could be even younger. So I need to keep that in mind as I'm dishing this out. I need to put myself in his uh, shoes as if I was uh, of that age as well. And what it was like when I was his age. And confusing times. Confusing times for sure. Especially if he's the type of dude who he is. Or if you're another guy listening to this. And you're the type of dude that's gone down this path of self-cultivation. And you're starting to experience different girls of different age ranges. Of different sexual experiences. And how they relate to you. And you start to find out. Hmm. Maybe I'm not what society said I I was going to say should be, could be, should be is a good word as well. You know, this may, because this is the idea. Let's kick off with this. This is the idea in at least 2018. Hopefully with, definitely not within my scope of content. Like if you've been listening to my content, I'm exempt from this because I go to great, great pains and lengths within my content to dishevel society's chains and to, to explain that just because the mainstream way of thinking about sexuality, sexuality is this way, that doesn't necessarily mean it's very accurate. 
Like just because society says, oh, you could be this man, this man, as alpha masculine dude and this dominating alpha dude and that's what a man is, that you can never show this feminine side or this, uh, and when I say feminine, I mean it in an energetic sense, a feminine energetic side, you can never play into that, you can never play into your emotions, you can never play into the vulnerability you know, so if you know my content, you know I'm not I'm not talking about myself. I'm not talking about my guys, but that's just the general mainstream th- uh, point of view. You know, masculine dude, he dominates in all realms. You know, in business, fitness, sexuality, everything. But it's not very accurate actually, because if you know my shit, you know I talk about the polarity quite a bit. You know, I talk about scale, scales, range, polarity within all of us, and you know, it's because Alex knows my shit quite well, so in his own message there, you even heard him say, you know, I've looked into uh, the polarity of things, and I know that both sides exist within us, yet it still kind of fucks with my ego a little bit that I like to be dominated by a feminine side, I like to be dominated by the feminine when I get sexual, and that's a really interesting thing, and I've had many discussions with my close friends about this, I remember one conversation just on this exact nature with one of my mates Mike we we were in we were in the we were in the back room we were, we were having some food and we were just talking some shit one night we we're talking some shit and I was like I'm not sure how it came out but I I opened up to him about how I am very similar to Alex I am very similar to Alex that in my day-to-day doings I'm a very masculine being I'm extremely to the point and my directness is like it's it's uh it's almost, it's too much for some people, my directness in the, in the way of that, in a masculine way, that if, if you're not ready for that, just so blunt, direct, bold, say exactly what I'm thinking, take no shit, just get shit done type of mentality, extremely masculine. If you're not ready for that, it can kind of throw you off a little bit. And even, and not just with like, I guess more docile girls and more, uh, shyer girls that can be a little much for but it can be the same for dudes when I get around dudes that are really more fem playing to their more feminine energy I can often struggle struggle to relate with them just in a social scape just in a social realm like obviously not sexual just purely because they're not ready for that level of masculine energy and at the same time I really resonate with guys that are putting forth and emanating a lot of masculine energy because I like that and I also like that from feminine, from females, sorry, get my terms right here, from females as well. Like in my day-to-day doings, <clears throat> I really work well with masculine energy-based females. There you go. Let me reset this count. And what that is to say is that I just work well with girls that uh, are just similar in that mindset or that they're direct, they're super forward, they just want to get shit done in this life. That's what I'm talking about there. So I'm very similar in my day-to-day doings. That's how Alex was describing his day-to-day doings. However, when it gets sexual and we close that door and we uncover the sheets, we get down to that real vulnerable moment, I often have a... Well, what I've found as I've gotten older is that I have a tendency, just like Alex, to... And the way that I described it to Mike, because I guess that's how we started this potter, is that I have a craving to be... Maybe not dominated. I wouldn't use the word dominated. That's where maybe Alex and I separate. But the way that I described it to Mike is that I like to be taken care of. I like to be held, caressed, 
emotion and of course of course physically as well but emotionally i'm more speaking emotionally here than physically it's not like I, because maybe that painted a bit of a thing like i just like to crawl up into a ball and just just let out all my emotions start crying talk about all my fears not not really again that painted like that's not really the image i was trying to paint what i was trying to paint more is that i like a feminine being and a feminine energy that takes on a motherly caring role in a sexual in a sexual uh, environment in a sexual <clears throat> environment's not the right word sexual space there we go in a sexual space dominated is not really the way that i would describe it because i don't really like to be dominated but i like to be taken care of emotionally by the feminine side so maybe there's like there's some similarities but maybe some differences there between alex and i and as to why as to where and why that came about, I, I can only speculate. I can really only speculate where that's come from because I actually I like to be quite aggressive in the in the sexual space. I like to be quite aggressive, and I've spoken about I spoke, you know these conversations of close friends about uh, shit that gets pretty hectic. And of course, I don't mean this in a uh, it's all consenting. Of course, everything I'm talking about here is consenting, but. But in general, because I have a, generally speaking, quite a masculine core, and I definitely cultivated the masculine energy side of my polarity much more than the feminine side, uh, that definitely translates into the bedroom. And I'm sure a lot of you listening, if you relate to me in any way, shape, or form, or at least to what I just said, you know what I'm talking about, that you don't mind getting extremely physical, you know, border, you know, not necessarily masochistic, not necessarily you know, whips and that type of shit, but, you know, grabbing of necks and pulling of hair and, you know, like, and extremely physical, rough housing, rough play, animalistic play. I like that a lot. I love that. And actually, that's now that I'm starting to play my side out a bit more, that's probably, you're actually starting to see a few differences between Alex and I here. Because it sounds like what he's saying is that he doesn't actually like that, or maybe he does like to do that, but he was definitely saying that he likes the opposite more that he would like the girl to be rougher with him and more dominating of him which is actually not what I not what I like. So maybe I'll maybe I'll retract that statement at the beginning of saying that Alex and I are very similar in that way. Because what more what I was trying to say is that I have a real tendency or a real need to be taken care of emotionally in that space. Yeah, see, the reason why I, I pause there is because I was going to say sexually, but it's I guess the differentiation is between physical and emotional. Physically, I don't really, I mean, physically, I like it when the girl takes the lead. Absolutely. I love it when a girl can, uh, can play that confident side of herself and go just like, you know, shut the fuck out of him. Shut, shut the fuck out of him. Shut the fuck up out of him. This is how it's going to be. I'm taking you to a new world here. I like that for sure. I like that. But what that really means to me is that, oh, I'm going to let her start that up. And when I said, I love that confidence. I love that ability from her to just take that lead. But it, it, it excites me because it means that I'm going to come in as well. And I'm going to, I see that as an invitation for me to go and join her in this this dance, this animalistic dance. And then it becomes this entanglement of animalistic energy. But some guys, and the way that Alex, and that's on a physical sense, but some guys often actually would rather the girl just do that part, 
do that part, have that confidence of going, I'm going to lead this. I'm going to show you what it is. I'm going to throw you here. I'm going to push you here. I'm going to kiss you here. I'm going to do this and that here. And you're just going to play, you're going to play uh second step to that. And then a lot of guys won't see that as an invitation and don't want that as an invitation for them to enjoy and join in with that. And that's, that's I think, where the physical differentiation is between Alex and I. Is that I love it when a girl leads. I love it when a girl, and actually to one of my points of that I, in a video I put out a couple of days ago, this is not to say that I expect her to lead, but I love it when a girl can uh, get a little bit freaky, get a little bit animal, get a little animal with me, and I'm definitely going to go ahead and play suit. I'm definitely going to go ahead and and uh, join in, join the invitation here. So that's on a physical sense. But when I talk about that I like to be taken care of uh, sexually, I mean that more emotionally. I mean that more emotionally, and it's actually really hard to describe because I haven't had this conversation in a little bit. I'm trying to think back to when I had this conversation with Mike, what I really meant. You know, it's one of those late night conversations. Actually, this potto is a conversation right now. This this convers sorry, this potto might not be as tactical as a lot of the other ones have been recently. And actually, the last three to five potos have been super tactical. So maybe that's why this is more conversational because I just I feel the balance within the channel. I feel the balance within the content as to what I feel like I am and am not giving you guys more of and girls more of. So this is going to be a little more conversational. But think back to the way I described it to Mike. I'm lying there on the couch and we're eating some good shit. We're eating some, we had some uh, coconut ice cream with some dark chocolate, melted dark chocolate. There was some fruit in there, some blueberries, organic, of course. What else is it? So I'm just trying to recall so I get my memory in here. And I'm trying to think about it now because I just haven't had that conversation in a while. But I think really what I was talking about is that, yeah, this is the crux of it. For most of my life growing up, the domineering or the most present, the most present feminine energy in my life was, of course, my mother. And my mother was very masculine. It played more into her masculine side, her masculine energy. You know, being a female being, she definitely had to play a lot more of her masculine energy because for a long, for a good bit of time, good bit of time, she was a single mother. And for a good bit of time with me and my brother, she was a single mother. And so being a single mother, she, you, you can't get a lot, get through this life being a single mother without having to play into that masculine side of your energy because she has to, because there isn't a masculine being there. There isn't a masculine being there. So the guy, so the decision-making and the, the ability to lead and to lead hard has to be there. So she naturally had to cultivate that part of her uh, psyche. She just had to. But then, of course, as my stepfather came in, that side that side went down a little bit more. But you know, for years of having to be that, basically, what I'm saying here is that from my mother, I never really had an ultra feminine mother. Let's say that. And it is what it is. It's never good nor bad. And I don't really look at it as in I wish it was any way other differently. No, I don't I don't look at it that way. All I say is that when I look at my tendency to crave or to enjoy enjoy it when a feminine energy takes me in 
psychologically or a feminine being takes me in psychologically and cares for me psychologically, I can often point to my upbringing and go, "Mm, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I enjoy post-sex, just cuddling with a girl. And yeah, this is something that Mike and I were talking about. Just in those moments, in those small moments, like once you finish having sex and why I often have enjoyed and still enjoy to this day, enjoy it where in the spooning position, I'm the person being spooned. And I'm not sure if we talked about this in other photos. Maybe we have. Maybe we have or maybe we haven't. Or maybe it was just in the conversation I had with Mike and actually I've had this conversation with a couple other guys. I think Roy as well. But I often, and actually it pisses some girls off. It pisses some girls, actually it pisses every girl off to the most part because most of the feminine girls, or sorry, most of the girls that I see, just like Alex here, I often uh, select for a girl that is very feminine, that's very electric, very creative, and very in touch with her feminine side because generally speaking in my day-to-day doings, I'm a very masculine being, so I need the polar opposite. I need a girl that is... Uh, going to talk to me about flowers and is going to want to show me her dress and is going to want to do herself up and to show that play into that feminine side you know what I'm saying and to uh, you know get all get all uh, girly about things part of that getting all girly about things is that girly girls feminine girls that's what that's all I mean when I say girly girls girls that have that feminine uh, really in touch with the feminine side they often want to be the ones that want to be spooned when you get into that cuddling and caressing moment post-sex and endorphins are rushing and dopamine's rushing and the biochemistry of us feeling connected together is rushing, often that girl wants to be the one that gets taken in by this masculine dude that she knows in the day-to-day. In the day-to-day, Adam's this masculine dude that when we hold hands, his hand is on top. His hand isn't underneath. And this is one of the biggest things, and I've got to reset here, so hold up. This is one of the biggest ways of being able to tell what your natural set point is throughout the day of whether you are, and actually not just your natural set point, because that can actually change when you get into a relationship, which is really interesting. Something that I've been, not that I've seen with myself, just stuff that I've seen with close friends or people that I know. And actually maybe not change into reverse, maybe just exacerbated and like if, if, if there was a guy, what I'm trying to say is that with the handholding, a guy that may have thought that he was a more in touch and more cultivated on his masculine energy and that would walk through his day-to-day life more in the masculine side of things, when that guy gets into a sexual relationship with a girl, particularly monogamous as well that I've found, you really find out, that's the way, that's the best way of saying it, you really find out where he's actually at when a, another being comes into play. Because what I found is that some guys that I know that, whether they were neutral, to use Alex's term there, maybe they were borderline neutral, or maybe I would have said they were neutral, but maybe they thought they were a little more masculine than they actually were. When they get a girl in their life, especially in a monogamous way, in a monogamous way, what you often find is that reveals a lot of things. And there have been times where I've been walking with some of my friends or I've been at a dinner party or been at a house party and I see him holding hands with his girl and I notice that her hand's on top. And I'll just like, and I'll just observe that keenly and I'll be like, hmm, that's interesting. 
And uh, because absolutely, absolutely, there's been studies on this. Not that I can give you the references right off the top of my head, but it's quite a well-studied human behavioral note that the alpha in any relationship takes top position, takes top hand position. And you can, and there's been, I know there's one study, I think it was either gorillas, it was either gorillas or or maybe not gorillas, but it was definitely some form of uh, primate based study that looked at this as well, um, based on uh, hand positioning, hand positioning. And that's one way of telling. It's really easy to tell as well. And you'll be able to look at it in your own relationships. Whoever's leading always takes hand top hand position. Absolutely. And that's not to say it's like this person this person is the uh, is better or not. No, it's just who's more in playing into their masculine energy or who here has more masculine energy than the other. So it's been it's, that's an interesting thing to look at. Now that's a tangent we dived off of. I want to circle back to the spooning thing. The reason why I brought it up is because if you're in a relationship or if you've got a relationship with a girl, be it casual or monogamous, you know, open or monogamous, and during your day-to-day, this girl is used to you being this masculine being that's going to take top hand position and that extrapolates out to everything in life. That extrapolates out to, well, he's going to be the one that opens the door for me. He's going to be the one that leads at the restaurant, leads in, <clears throat> leads when we go to buy at the supermarket or go and, and all these micro situations. And it's not to say that she won't lead in certain things, but on the average, for the most part, she's going to love it when this dude presents this strong frame this intensely strong masculine frame because that's what she signed up for. That's why you two are together. She, a, an extremely feminine being would not look for an extremely feminine mass, feminine f- male. An extremely feminine female would not look for an extremely feminine male in the day-to-day doings, in their day-to-day lives. And this is why it's very, this is why I've got to be careful of how I label things or how I paint things because it's going to be, You'll see why when we talk about it more sexually. Because you need the opposite. We all are attracted to the opposite. An extremely feminine female loves an extremely masculine male because he provides all the things that she's not really keen, comfortable, wanting to engage in. So there's that. But it's interesting that when you get, and this is where we tag this back up, when you go into the bedroom and for other reasons that don't really seem to make sense, such as Adam's need to be psychologically, emotionally taken care of in the bedroom, especially in vulnerable moments, that doesn't really make sense to a girl. And this is what I was trying to say before, which is that some girls, most girls get pissed off at me. Most girls get pissed off at me when post-sex and it comes to cuddle time, spoon time, and instead of me wanting to spoon and cuddle them, I'm the one who wants to get spooned and cuddled. So even here, it's not even during the actual act of the sexual intercourse or the foreplay. It's generally speaking in post-play. It's generally speaking as things are starting to simmer down. That's when, because I guess I've exhausted all of my masculine energy at that point, and I'm really just left with some rawness and some corners. That's some deeply seated stuff for me, I can definitely tell. And one of those things being that and I, it's, I look back and because I'm trying to dive into why here. And as I was talking with Mike, I definitely don't know exactly why, but it's one speculation that I have, which is that I did not receive a lot of feminine, 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 
I did not receive a lot of feminine female energy growing up. Growing up, I received a lot of masculine energy from my female influence. So, and you know, it's it's neither good nor bad. And I'm not faulting my mom if she's listening to this. Chill, mom. It's, I'm not faulting you for this. You had to play the role you had to play based on what how life presented itself. But it's just interesting that that's the main reason for why I look at that. And of course, like because of course, I say girls get pissed off for me. So how do I address that? I play it fifty fifty. I play a 50-50 where I'm just like, okay, yeah, okay, but we'll take turns, right? We'll take turns, we'll flip it on. But I love it. I love it when a girl cuddles me, you know, brings me into her arms, brings me and, you know, plays with my hair in the sense of like that caressing play of the hair, that 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 rubbing of the chin that I'm doing right now if you're on YouTube, that caress stroking of the jaw, which if you guys haven't looked at, if you haven't looked at, to flip it back, just for guys listening in here, uh, something that, this is a great tactical tip that if you haven't heard this, because maybe, maybe is I definitely haven't spoken about this before, but it's at least not with you guys. It's something I've spoken about with close friends. That's a really subtle, dominating way of showing someone you're in control. The stroking of the jawline is something that we all love and it's definitely deep-seated. It's definitely something that goes back to when you were a child because you could probably remember a parent doing this with you. But when you get into a sexual space with a partner, if you want to show that you are 100% in control and you are 100% ready to take them in and to show them, and you know, I talk about deepening the bubble a lot. I talk about providing the space for your partner to let go of their insecurities. One way of allowing... Your partner to do that is just by stroking the jaw and stroking the jaw from the top of the ear or where the earlobe is that basically where the jaw begins where the mandible begins if you want to get f- fucking uh <laughs> fucking uh what's the word i was gonna say astronomical not astronomical that's why i started laughing um what's the word anatomical there we go i was gonna say astronomical you'd get anatomical with me at the top of the mandible and where that is, if you guys just, if you're listening right now, just place your thumb right where your earlobe is, right where that, and find your jaw, find your man where it begins right there. And for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing right here. And you just take your thumb and you just run it along the outside. And you go all the way under, right to like the midpoint of the chin. And you don't go back up, or if you've got facial hair, you don't go back up because it just feel, that feels too rough. But you, there's so many nerve points along there. It feels so good. It feels so good. Like I'm doing it to myself right now. And I've kind of lost my thought process because of how good it feels. But anyways, the point of what I was saying here is that if you want to show someone that it's okay to let go of yourself here, it's okay to let go of your insecurities. And actually, if you want to bring someone to orgasm, this is a prerequisite to bring someone to orgasm. You have to get them to let go. One of the ways of getting a girl to let go into orgasm is stroking her jawline, right? From the top of the ear down to the midpoint of the jaw, to the chin, right? And actually, if you're a girl listening to this and you've got more masculine energy and say you've got a fem, you've got a male who has more feminine energy, something that Alex is. So what we're talking about with Alex right here so say you're Alex's partner listening to this and you're going, well, how can I, 
how can I best get Alex to let go? How can I best invite Alex into a space where Alex can let go more? Or if you are Alex, if you are Alex, or you are the type of dude listening that can actually relate to him and go, yeah, even though I feel like I am more of a masculine being, just in my day-to-day doings, but I definitely feel like when I get into the bedroom, I de- my feminine side starts to come out more. How you can instruct and allow your girl to understand that and allow your girl to help you play into that and to actually service that need is instructor on this just get her to watch this watch this part of the video get her to stroke your jawline and it's in a real smooth way it's in a real slow way it's a caressing way it's not like it's not like uh it's nothing there's nothing abrasive about it there's nothing aggressive about it you can do it as slow as you want it seems to have a slightly different effect there but and there's not too much pressure either it's not like it's a hard pressure but there's a lot of nerve endings along along that side of the jawline and also, as animal beings, <clears throat> the jaw is very, very close to our throat. And for us to open up our throat and open up our jaw often shows vulnerability. We would not do that in a dangerous situation. We would not do that in a fight or flight a situation. We would close our jaws down and, and grit our teeth and grit our jaw and get ready to fight if we were going to, because we need to protect that area as well. So, playing into that vulnerability in a sexual space where we know we trust our being, we trust our partner, we trust the person here, so we can let go, and getting someone to let go, if you can stroke their jaw, get them to open up there, relax the muscles in their neck, relax all the muscles around their jawline, and get them to relax their breathing. Oh, let me reset here. That's going to pay major dividends. That's going to pay, that's going to be your $200, go pass, go. <laughs> Monopoly, son. I haven't played Monopoly in ages. Shout out. We should all play Monopoly sometime. <laughs> let's uh, let's get like, how many people could it, you can only have four people playing Monopoly? I'm pretty sure. <coughs> I was, for some reason in my mind, I was thinking like some some hundred people, hundred person game of Monopoly. Just some shit. Anyways, let's keep let's stay on track here. So that's just one way. That's one way that I love a girl that I like a girl to do to me. I like her to stroke my jaw. And because I know that when I'm trying to get a girl to open up, let's say this, let's say this, when I've got a girl that maybe it's the first time we've ever been sexually intimate together, or I know that she's just in general very sexually shy because of her experiences in life. I'm reading the girl in front of me. I can tell that she's not comfortable sexually. Maybe as well, especially if it's coming from cold approach, this is all moving real quick. This is all moving real fast to the point where, you know, we only knew each, we met each other yesterday or we met each other a few days ago. It's been like a week maximum. One of the best ways of getting her to calm down, let go, trust that I'm going to take care of you here. And see, this is also part and part of what I was talking about before that notice what I just said there and how comfortable they came out of the way I just said it. I want to take care of you here. And that's generally speaking, me in a sexual space, being the masculine being, and having a lot of masculine energy, I want to take care of her. That's just how it runs with me, at least for the first 90% of this interaction. Through all the foreplay, through all the intercourse, I want to take care of her until she feels comfortable to the point where she feels confident enough to entice and enjoy herself within the dance of this animalistic kind of, okay, I want you to fire up here. Because actually, that's an interesting thing. And that's what I wanted to talk about with one of my clients. That 
It's only for the beginning of our relationship that I will take full 100% rein. But if a girl in time can't learn to lead, can't, and when I say lead, I mean like, no, no, lead's the wrong word then. If a girl in time can't let go and trust that we have a comfortable space here that's just between you and I, her and I, and actually join the invitation I'm sending to her. Because at the beginning of the relationship, the reason why I say I'll take 100% full reign is because I don't expect her to be comfortable yet. In that first time, second time, maybe third time, I don't expect her to be comfortable because we're moving at such a fast pace by anyone's standards. But once we've gotten comfortable together, if she's still not comfortable to say, hey, Adam, let me try this. Hey, shut the fuck up, Adam. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do this and we're going to, and you know, she's going to get, you're going to get a little crazy. If she's not willing to open up her crazy side and to play into the animalistic energy that I want from her, after once we've become comfortable, then we've got issues. And that's one of the client things I wanted to talk about. So let me just jump in on that for a sec. I have one of my, one of my clients, uh, he's in San Diego and possibly it's somewhere in the LA region. And uh, and I, I know there's a lot of Alex's I know in that area, so it, it might not be the one that you guys are thinking about. Or if you are an Alex, one of my Alex's, I've got several Alex's in that area. <coughs> There was, it was only a one-off as well. So I, th- I think his name was Alex, but I don't really know. Anyways, he reached out to me because his girl couldn't meet his sexual needs, yet they got together, they got along very well. As a man-to-woman interaction and based on their day-to-day doings, they got along very well. And by all means, it seemed to be a very healthy functioning relationship on the surface level. However, when it got into the bedroom... Her sexual needs did not align with his. You know, he's the type of guy that needed to be having sex at least four or five times the week. At least four or five times the week. Yet she couldn't meet that. She couldn't meet that for a few different reasons that I don't want to go into. Let's just say physical structure. Let's say uh, he was a very physically well-endowed guy and that she was a very petite girl and that she just couldn't handle that level of penetration on such a frequent... Like she needed recovery type is what I'm saying. So, yes, yeah, so let me not get into too much more than that. Privacy, baby. But, so, what I said to him is that you guys need to have a conversation, open, direct communication about, can we find a compromise? Can we find a way? Can you learn to, can you find some way in which we can balance this? If not, this is probably not going to work. And so, tagging back here to my, what I was talking about, if I find that a girl is not willing to be sexually adventurous and sexually animalistic with me, once we've gotten comfortable, once we know each other, once we know that the space is set up here, then this is probably not going to work because I also can't have, I can't deal with a girl that is naturally docile. I can't deal with, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like, hold up. I don't like a girl whose feminine energy is very docile. Because this is uh, feminine energy by its very nature is not always, it's a scale, there's a spectrum. I often paint the feminine energy that I like, which is on the far, far end, is the far, far end, which is the far, far end of electric, electric, super creative, super sparky, all over the shop, wild horse style. But 
there's also there's also the polar opposite of that, which is a feminine energy, which is very docile, which is very shy, timid, unwilling to express without without really being lured. Lured's not the right word. Taken by the hand is what I'm trying to say. But I don't I don't want to be taken to a hand. Or I'll, I'll do that for the first couple of times. I'll take her hand for the first couple of times because I acknowledge it's a new thing for us. It's a new thing for us. But once we've gotten to know each other, no more hand-holding. If anything, I'll, every now and again, I want you to fucking whip me in the face of your hand, right? I want you to give me a little bit of what Alex seems to be wanting a lot, actually, which is uh, the feminine energy dominating him. So what... We're just playing out ideas here. We're playing out perspectives. And all I want from you guys and girls listening to this is I just want you to open up the awareness of what you need. You know, the the title of this potter was uncovering, or I think what the title will be, uncovering your sexual needs. And uncovering your sexual needs is having these conversations. Uncovering what you need from your partner in the bedroom is literally sitting down and going, well, this is what I like. This is what I like on a physical and emotional sense. Because look at what I've painted out here for you guys. I pointed out, painted out what I need physically. And what that is, is that I like to dominate physically. I like to be physically very aggressive. And I like having a girl who's very physically aggressive with me. I don't like docile, do, what's, what's the word for that? I was going to say docility. Do, that's definitely not a word. Docileness, do, docility, docility, docility. If even that's not a word, it sounds good. So I'm making it up now. I don't like docility. It doesn't sound right, though. <laughs> it doesn't sound right, though. Uh, docileness. Oh, I'm going to have to... I'll get back to you guys on that one. Or if you guys are the grammar police, get back to me. You know what I'm saying. I don't like passiveness. There you go. Passiveness. I don't like passive sexuality. I like things to get to be extremely aggressive, to be extremely animalistic. That's what I like. That's who I am. So I'm painting out that's what I need physically. But emotionally, hmm, hmm, but emotionally, it's actually a bit different. Emotionally, at least at a, di- at a certain point, it might not be for all of it, but at a certain point, I need my feminine partner to actually play a bit of a motherly role. I like my feminine energy counterpart to play a bit of a motherly role in which that, hey, every now and again, and so how often that is, we're going to have to work out the nuts and bolts of that, whether it's just a 50-50 and just every girl's a little bit different as to how much they feel they need to be kind of caressed psychologically. But I want to be caressed psychologically. I want you to just pull me into your arms and pull, pull my head under and just stroke my jawline for a little bit and to you know, kiss me on the forehead and tell me it's okay and tell me it's all right. And of course, I don't need to hear that verbally, but that's what the kiss on the forehead does. It's a, it's, it's such a vulnerable space, but with the vulnerability creates connection. So anyway, so we've dived into that. And then I, so I, I'll, and I'll have these conversations with the girls I'm saying is that that's what I like psychologically, like psychologically you're going to see that from me. And I don't want you to be surprised by that. I don't want you, and I don't want this to create a riff in which that you feel like, oh, you always have to be that and you can't ever receive that. <clears throat> because at a bare minimum, I'm always going to want to get 50-50 here. I'm always want because of course, by the very nature of the girls that I like anyway, 
They all want to be Chris. They all want to have everything that I just said, but done to them. Everything that I just said about having their jawline stroked, having their having their foreheads kissed, having them being brought under the into the arm, having their having themselves brought into the wing, and to be completely vulnerable in that space post sex, especially post sex. I'm willing to provide all that as well. But what I'm saying is that I definitely need some of that on my end. So you play these angles out. You let each other know, what do I need? And it's a really healthy way of doing it. And also, I guess what's most important here from an educational point of view is have the conversation. Have the open, honest, direct communication in which you both feel like you can play this out. You know, so many guys, they get caught up in the bravado of alpha male, alpha male dominating. How about another one of these, right? That that type of thing, you know, drop that shit because we all come from such different backgrounds. Now, when I say drop that shit, drop that shit if it's not you. Drop that shit if it's not you. And let me say this, I have never met a dude that does not have at least 1% of feminine energy within him. Let me reset this count. I've never met a dude that does not have at least a slice, a shred percentage of feminine energy within him because, of course, polarity, son. <coughs> he couldn't have all that masculine energy without at least some, some ability to tap into his feminine side. It's just, which one does he cultivate more of? Which one does he spend more time in? That's what we're talking about here. So, I know that that society-based stigma is not true. There, there is no dude out there that, at some way, and it's going to manifest in different ways, it might not be. You might be the type of dude listening to this going, well, maybe actually, actually, I don't really resonate with what Adam's saying here, like in terms of his specific examples. Like, I'm not like Adam. I'm not like Adam. I, I'm not the type of dude that post-sex, at least for a little bit, would like to be spooned myself and would like to have a girl tell me in a psychological, emotional sense, hey, it's all okay. Relax, Adam. Get 100% vulnerable here, Adam. I don't relate with that. You know, You might be that type of dude, but maybe it manifests in a different way. Maybe it's like, I'm trying to think of another example. Hmm. Maybe, or Alex, perfect, Alex. Maybe it's that, maybe it's Alex who's listening to that going, it doesn't, I'm actually, I don't have that thing, that emotional, psychological need that Adam's talking about, but he sounds like he has the physical need. So he physically would like to have the, the feminine, his female, take a more domineering role. So look at it. Like, so it might not be the specific examples, but just have the conversation. That's all I'm saying. Open up the awareness. That's all I'm saying. Now, we dived in off a lot of tangents, and I did wrap up a lot of things that I, I said we would, maybe not in such a chronological order, but I want to dive back to his message here because there's some other things that we have need to talk about. Oh, man, that sun's out, and I'm, I'm craving some vitamin D right now. But the potter, the potter, <laughs> we're doing the potter. Could you imagine if I just ended this potter right now because the sun's out? Don't worry, we're coming into spring here in Australia. So the sun's starting to come out more, starting to get a bit darker, getting more brown. Okay, so I want to dive back to his message here. <clears throat> because there were, some, there were some other things that he mentioned. You know, saying he's, he feels like a pretty masculine dude in his social circle. He's ambitious. He's taking major actions in life. Yeah. And for the most part, he's going to need a feminine being, a fem, a feminine female being. 
He's going to need a feminine female being because in his most of his day-to-day doings, he's not receiving a lot of that energy. Uh, in the bedroom, he loves dominating the girl, but he likes it even more when he's dominated by the girl physically. Fucks of his ego. Oh, okay, there we go. This is the next point, or at least something that I want to touch on here. Fucks of his ego. Yeah, I kind of actually already just, I'll, just, I'll wrap it up here. Don't let your ego get in the way because your ego is only bouncing off of society's base stigma, right? Your ego is just going off of what you think society says you should want and what you think society expects of you. But forget all that because society is wrong. Society is, is so far off. Society, society caters to what we think we need, not what we actually need. Society does not cater to your psychological upbringing, to your emotional upbringing, to all the different things that play into who you are in this day right now. Society is, can't, they can't. Society by its very definition is a generalization. It is a stereotypicalization. It is, let's try and organize our thoughts around what we think most people need. And of course, in something as nuanced as sexuality, it's going to be off. It's going to be so far off, Alex, so don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Like, you might be, he might be a 20-year-old dude, or if you're an 18-year-old dude, or even if you're a girl listening to this, 18-year-old, 20-year-old girl, and you're around your mates, you're around your girlfriends, your boyfriends, or whatever, and you're having these conversations, and you're listening to some of your friends say, yeah, I fucking love her when he whips me, or you, or some other friends say, yeah, I love her when he chokes me, or I love her when she chokes me, or I love her when she does that to me, and you're going, yeah, not me, not me, that's not me, good disagree openly disagree openly voice that that's not me <coughs> don't just go along with it because your friends enjoy that no no because then that'll only create create that'll only create a lot of issues for you going down the line because expectations expectations comparison that starts to build into the ego and it'll fuck with your ego okay so that's good wrapping that up moving on from here just seeing if there's anything more in this message. Because I know I definitely that's the other thing I want to talk about. The lifespan. Where you're at in your life will definitely determine your sexual needs. Yeah, yeah, gotta peg, gotta peg that. Because I want to talk about some girls that, that I know right now that I'm having some issues with. So what are issues? But it's like that came out wrong. Because if they're listening to this, they're like, what issues? <laughs> Not actual issues, just just some things that I think are interesting from Oh, now I've honey dicked you guys. No, I'll peg it. I'll peg it. He said, am I looking at these things too black and white? Because he's saying, do I have a neutral core or is it more feminine? I just don't want to admit it. Well, that's definitely a thing. That's definitely a thing that I think I will just want to touch on right now before I touch into the lifespan of things. Because of society, the stereotypicalization that that dudes should just be masculine and all masculine, Guys can be very reluctant to acknowledge their feminine side. Now, just use me as a stepping stone. Look at what I've talked about in this potter. You will not hear from a lot of dudes say openly and honestly that they would like to be psychologically in a sexual space caressed by a girl and actually have the girl stroke their jaw, right? You will not hear that a lot. Because why? Because that's not alpha. That's not alpha, Adam. I know it's not. I'm asking her to be the alpha in that moment because there's some deep psychological shit within my mind that craves that, that likes that. And I'm not going to deny that. So Alex, don't deny it within yourself. If you like to have the feminine dominate you, that's what it is. 
That's what it is. And that doesn't mean that's who you are in a black and white scape. Not at all. Because as you've acknowledged here, for your other 15 hours of the waking day, you're generally speaking a very masculine dude. Same as me. Same as me. But in these micro moments, in these small moments, when you do have something of a contradiction, something of a polarity, something of a paradoxical moment in which that, mm, you never would have thought that. It's actually quite paradoxical in that sense. Kind of ironic in that sense that for such a masculine dude actually would like to be whipped around a little, whether it be physically or psychologically. That's interesting. It's interesting. Acknowledge it, accept it, move on. Okay, so yeah, just don't look at things so black and white in that sense, my friend. Uh, anything else here toward tapping up? Because I just want to tap up the rest of his message. Sometimes I have like a tendency to not fully wrap up messages. So I like to reference back. You know, he likes the feminine, feminine. He likes the energy. That's good. I actually prefer, yeah. So I think that's it. I think that's it. Oh, the last thing you said there is that he can often see in social situations, he can see other people's sexual energies, but he's very confused about his own. Yeah, that kind of, that's like, that's one thing in life though. It's like we can often look at, you can look at your friend who eats terribly or just has, you can look at all the faults of everyone around you and you can easily dissect them and you can easily draw up a game plan for them to get onto the right path. But when it comes to yourself, it's very hard to do that. Why? Because you've got this little thing called the ego, which provides the subjectivity, which blows your objectivity. So of course, awareness, of course, talk to people that you trust their sound mind. You trust their objective opinion, like you're doing right here. So I can give it to you uh, straight because, as I've liked to say quite a bit, I don't care about hurting your feelings. <laughs> you know, there might have been some stuff here where you didn't really want to hear it, but I've said it anyway. So that's good, and that's where we're going to wrap this up because that taps up everything in his message. So I want to ch- I want to chime in now on this lifespan shit, and and what I mean by lifespan is your sexual needs are going to vary based on where you're at in life. 18-year-old Adam had very different, very different sexual needs to 25-year-old Adam. And to try and play into that or to try and pretend that I am the 18-year-old version of myself or if I was 18-year-old Adam, to try and pretend that I would be the 25-year-old version of Adam in that moment, so incongruent, so incongruent and inauthentic. It's both an, it's both an external and internal complete disconnection. You need to play to who you are right now. And what that is to say is that, uh, this this, this is what I was laughing about before, is that, you know, some of the younger girls that I know right now, all they want to do is fuck. That's all they want to do. And I know that sounds like such a first world social problem. (laughs) Not first world in terms of finance or economics, because whenever we talk about first world, second world, third world, we're always referring to economics. I'm talking about first world social problems. What's the, what's the, what's the, if you're thinking about that, because it's probably, you never even heard it. I've never even said it that way. I I think about it that way a bit. But what's the third world social problem? You know, guys that have been given a really hard, hard handed life. Socially, like uh, psychologically, based on their upbringing, based on their conditioning, their pre-packaging, as I refer to it as. You know, guys that were just born somewhere between that zero to three range on the scale of zero to ten, ten being an absolute natural, zero being a hard case of all, the hard case of all hard cases. 
You know, just being an absolute socially inept being. You know, if you were born somewhere between zero to three, that's a third world social problem right there. If you were so, if you were born somewhere between seven to ten, that's a first world social problem. Because it's like you've got problems that are so good, and that's one of these problems. I just came off that way when I just said that. You know, some of the younger girls that I know right now, all they want to do is fuck. Let me reset this camera. So why would this be an issue? Why would it be an issue that a girl wants to just fuck all day long, a younger girl specifically, for 25-year-old Adam? Well, the reason why this is an issue is because our lifestyles do not connect. And if our lifestyles don't connect, then it's very difficult for us as people to connect. Now, I need to unpack this because this probably makes no sense at all. Or maybe to the older guys, for those of you that are a little bit older, it probably does make a little bit of sense. What what the fuck? What is this? Someone added me to some... Get get out of my face, Instagram. There we go. It might make a lot more sense to older dudes, but I know a lot of my audience is younger as well, and this probably makes no sense at all. We can't connect. There's, there's a couple girls that I know right now that whenever they message me, all it is is because they just want to fuck party. That's it. And the reason why this does not really appeal to me is because I have I barely have enough time in my day to even meditate. And meditation is one of the biggest things for me. And when I say meditate, I don't mean mindfulness presence throughout the entire day because that's what I do. That's that's how I live my life. But I mean scheduled sessions. I love my scheduled sessions. I love to sit down for 30 to 60 minutes at a time and just breathe. But because of how full on my days are and how full on my schedule is, with all the various things that I need to do with the business, with the things that I'm trying to learn, with nailing all the different sides of my temple, I barely have enough time for myself is what I'm trying to say here, let alone servicing the needs of someone else that purely just wants a, some kind of sexual dalliance, some kind of sexual uh, uh, experience. And of course, I'm, try- I'm using my words carefully and not to paint this in a negative light because it's not negative. And actually... That's actually how the day-to-day should look for my biochemistry. My biochemistry does not give a shit about the business that I'm running, about the language that I'm learning, about the musical instrument that I'm playing, and about the... It does care a little bit about my physicality, so let me not use that. But it doesn't care about the physical skills that I'm trying to learn. It doesn't care about ring muscle-ups, right? It cares that I get a physical servicing of some kind, but it doesn't care about that stuff. It doesn't care about all of my humanly needs in 2018 that have been created based on our society. All it cares about is very much on a very biological level, certain things. And certain things being definitely a sexual expression. And if you look at the research and you look at the studies, that needs to be quite frequent actually. Quite frequent, especially for a young male. Younger human beings, absolutely need to be experiencing sexual connection both emotionally and physically on quite a frequent basis. Now, based on your biochemistry and based on your physical uh, physical needs, it's going to vary. It might not be that you need to fuck five times a day, but maybe that's five times a week, maybe that's five times a month. Yeah, it's you know, But it's not going to be too far out if we just look at it on a purely biological nature. But that's not life today for me. And I realized that 18-year-old Adam... That's what 18-year-old Adam was doing. If you had 18-year-old Adam meeting with some of these girls today, then I would be servicing, I would be doing, I would be putting all my time and focus in that because 18-year-old Adam 
would have loved to have had sex three, five times a day. And that's what he was doing three, five times a day, right? Because that's what, that's where he was at in life. In life, 18-year-old Adam didn't have the same responsibilities. He didn't have the same focus. He didn't have the same desires. He didn't have the same purpose. Not even close. Not even close. So if there was a girl who's sliding into his DM, there's a couple of DMs right now that are, that are waiting to be responded to in my DMs from young girls that purely just want to hook up. They just want me to come over just to fuck. That's all they want. They, they don't want to get together to discuss deep philosophical things. They don't want to get together to, to sit together and meditate and do yoga or to cook together or to do this or to do that or to do other, many, many other fulfilling things. Not saying sex, the sexualizing isn't fulfilling, but other things that would be furthering our purpose in life that goes beyond our sexual needs, right? They don't want any of that. 18-year-old Adam would be diving in on that. But for 25-year-old Adam, at this stage in life, I have many other priorities above that. Now, is that healthy for me? No, it's not. It's not. I recognize that as a 25-year-old dude, I probably should be having three, having sex three to five times a day, just based on myself. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about all males, but based on my biochemistry, based on what I feel like I need, maybe as I've got a little bit older, maybe that's gone, but actually, but I was going to say gone down, but it's only gone down because of how much I've shifted my love, my purpose in life upwards. My egoic, see egoic, it's like, it's egoic, but it's not. It's, it's like, what I'm trying to say is that as I've gotten older in life, I've pushed my sexual needs to the side, or at least lower, so that my purpose in life can rise above. So what I'm saying there is that anything related to my my reason for waking up in the morning, anything related to my reason for waking up in the morning, that comes above my social sphere at the moment. At the moment. When I was 18, it didn't. It didn't. When I was 18... My sexual needs came above my purpose. And is that wrong or right? I, For me, when I look back, I would say that was the right thing for me. When I look back, I didn't need to have such a hardcore... Because when you look at it, what was, that, what was Adam doing at 18? At 18, Adam was running his first business in personal training. He had a mentor, one of the, or the number one personal trainer, uh, three years running in fit, fitness first, shout out to Christy. You know, so she took a lot of the responsibility in terms of my direction. Now, of course, she would be a good mentor that she didn't do anything for me. She just knew which way to point me. So, but that, that takes a lot of responsibility off of me mentally, right? When you, even though I'm running my first business, even though I've got this incredible mentor, and even though she's the, and the reason why she's so incredible is that She's not doing anything for me. She's just, she's pointing me to the watering hole. She's not got me by the neck and draining water down my throat. She's just telling me, Adam, this side of the watering hole, Adam, this path to the watering hole, right? But that's, that's extremely relieving. That takes a lot of mental stress off someone when you've got someone many, many, many decades ahead of you, 
right? She's decades ahead of me in terms of experience on a professional sense. And she, and you got this person who says, hey, Adam, this direction, let's go this way, let's do this way. And you just, you walk, you walk, but I'm going to tell you which way to walk. And we'll work that out together. If, if you just take that one thing away from a guy, because of course, the day-to-day runnings of your business, it's still stressful. It's still very stressful, especially in the personal training sphere where it's a physical thing, where you physically are carrying weights around all day, physically pushing your clients around all day, and you're training yourself. There's a lot of, like just your calorie expenditure is intense. But I still wanted to be having sex three, five times a day. And if I, I speculate that if I didn't have my mentor taking care of that higher level thinking for me as as to the purpose as to the direction things the real higher level shit I probably would not have had time to be servicing that sexual desire because when I look at myself as 25 year old Adam I don't have time and when I say I don't have time I'm I'm using that colloquially what I really mean is that I have prioritized differently because of course we all have time. It's how you prioritize your time. Priority for me right now is that anything related to my purpose for reason, to my reason for waking up in the morning, my purpose in life, that comes above this girl in my gram right now who is more than more than wants me to come over and fuck right now, right? And get animal son. And she's craving that animal shit, son, that energy, son. She wants it, but I don't. Because it's like, now, now I'm sure there's so many questions in your mind's going, so what are you saying, Adam? You're never going to have sex until your purpose is fulfilled? Because when will that fulfillment come? Well, it'll never come. Because my purpose in life is a lifelong thing. The reason why I wake up in the morning is a lifelong thing. It'll never, I'll never be done. So, so this is where the idea of lifespan comes in. And this is where it becomes so unique and so personal which is why I can really only speak to myself, which is why I'm not telling you what you need to do because I'm not so egoic and so presumptuous to think that I know what each and every one of you out there needs sexually and whether you need to spend more time on your business and your purpose in life versus having sex more, right? If, if, if I have a young 18-year-old dude coming to me right now and he says to me, yeah, Adam, I see the shit you're doing. I see the impact you're having on other people. I want to be doing that. But also, I don't know if I want to sacrifice going out every Friday, every Saturday. And, uh, you know, that's just to meet new girls. But then going out on dates Monday through a Thursday. I don't know if I want to sacrifice that so that I can spend more time on this, on creating a business or more time on learning a language and learning a musical instrument and getting my fitness and physique in right now and my nutrition and exploring my mental sk- my mental sphere, reading, all this stuff, right? Hold up, let me reset it. You know, I don't know if I want to sacrifice that, Adam. And what, I, what would I say to him? You don't have to. You don't have to because at different stages in life, you will desire and require different needs. At 18, if there's an 18-year-old dude coming in right now saying that, I would prefer to be going out on dates Monday through to Thursday and then meeting new girls on a Friday, Saturday, potentially Sunday as well. And then I'll fit in business where I can. 
And then maybe I won't even create a business. Maybe I'll be happy to be working at Apple, working for Apple, working at JB Hi-Fi, working at the local central market, have someone else pay me, have someone else give me a casual rate, have someone else, maybe it's even a full-time job, but I'm not responsible for it. That I can contribute to someone else's dream. I can do the social media marketing for someone else. I can do X, Y, and Z for someone else, get paid a certain amount each week, and that's all taken care of me so that I can fully explore my sexuality, fully explore this nature, be able on a Wednesday night when 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 Jenna, I had to be careful with names there. <laughs> And if you careful names there, I always I was I was uh, referring to a um hold on I forgot, forgot the seventh time I was uh, in my mind I was thinking about a uh, actual girl <laughs> who's in my DMs right now. <laughs> oh shit, that was a close one. That was a close one because I didn't want to have to beep that shit. You know, so I use Jenna. Jenna's like a blank name. It's just, I'm just grateful that I'm not seeing a girl called Jenna right now. Otherwise, I could create issues as well. You know, if if he if he's telling me that he would rather have the flexibility and the ability to be out on a Wednesday night, have have Jenna slide into his DM going, yo, want to roll over? Well, you coming over tonight, 8.30 tonight, parents are out, friends are out, housemates out, roommates out, get over here. Tarzan and chill, Disney and chill, and he's telling me he wants to have the flexibility to be able to drop everything and anything he's doing that night, and that includes sleep, by the way, which is huge, which includes his night routine, because if he's going over to Jenna's house at 8.30pm to go have a fuck party, you better count on that he's not coming home to 2am, he's not coming home to 2am, he's not coming home to 3am. When I, rem- I remember when I was much, much younger, when I would go out on these night calls, you know, I was like, I often didn't want to stay the entire night because at least I want to have a, a morning. I want to at least be able to get back onto my morning routine. You know, I sacrificed my night routine to be able to go fuck with this girl, but uh, I won't completely derail my life. I'll still keep the morning routine. So I want to drive home. So I'll probably stay at hers until 1 or 2 a.m. Now, if this dude's telling me I want to have the flexibility to be able to do that on a dime, on a dro- on a drop dime, a girl messages me on the gram saying, "Hey, let's fuck." Okay, I want to do that. <laughs> Eight thirty on a Wednesday night, I want to do that, and I'm not gonna have to worry about getting to bed at nine thirty p.m. because, and not just that, but making sure that all blue lights going off by around 9 p.m. Definitely, you know, around eight thirty p.m. I'm just kind of painting my lifestyle right now. Blue lights off at 8.30 p.m. You know, all digital stimulation's gone off by 9.30 at the very latest, and that we've gone into wind down. We've gone into whether it's some journaling or whether it's gone to meditation or uh, it's just listening to the wind, whatever it is, right? Just you've got, you're easing yourself into it so that so that melatonin levels are starting to rise, so the serotonin started being released and that you're ready to sleep. You're going to get maximum sleep so that you can be, Guns blazing at 5.30 in the morning. If you, if he doesn't want to have to be responsible for that, no worries. Like, no worries because he's 18. He's 18 and he's not really at the stage in life where I feel like that's necessary. I feel like an 18-year-old has much more to learn 
through the 8.30 p.m. Wednesday night Fox sessions than he does with taking on the mass responsibility of running a business at that age, at that age at least. And when I look back to me at 18, I at 18, I was, I was actually, I was still running my first business. I was still having to manage clients and, <clears throat> and having hectic schedules. And a lot of days were 12 hour days for sure. But a lot of those 12 hour days, I was still, uh, I was still, I was still making those night calls, still making those night calls. You know, if I finish, I got to start work at, or start training clients at 8am, finish at 8pm. I was at Susie's house at fucking nine, right? You know, because that's, you have that energy. Not only do you have that energy, but, and what are you saying? That 25 year old doesn't have that energy. He doesn't, but in a different way, not in a physical sense. He doesn't have that mental energy because, because, because 18 year old Adam that was painting there, he had a mentor taking care of a lot of the high level shit. <coughs> but 25 year old Adam doesn't have that. 25 year old Adam has taken on the full responsibility for the direction and the purpose of why he wakes up each and every single morning and what that means for every single waking second of his life. That, that takes so much energy from a dude. Or a girl, person. When I say a dude, I kind of mean per person. That takes so much from you. <clears throat> so if you said to me right now, and actually it's right there. It's right there in my DMs right now. There's a couple unanswered DMs right there right now where I could say to a girl, yo, what you doing at 8.30 tonight? And she'll go, come over. Or I'll say to her, come over. <clears throat> and we'll just, I'll just throw away all my responsibilities. I won't respond to any emails, turn off the emails, Forget about the nighttime routine. Forget about all that. Forget about making sure my nutrition's good because obviously, generally speaking, if I'm going to her place or if she's coming to mine, we're, you know, we're going to have some dark chocolate. We're gonna we're gonna have some light late night green tea, which is not something I generally do, you know. And we're gonna do some stuff. We're gonna have some fun. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna whatever. It's gonna be just having fun. We're gonna be watching a movie late night, and we're not gonna have the red, the blue light filter on. Right? If we're watching a movie late at night. With this girl, I'm not gonna have the blue light filter on, even though I know it's gonna fuck my circadian rhythm. Yeah, that's I'm not gonna do that because of what that means for me psychologically. Because to me, that is just not where I am in life. Now, I want to wrap this point up because I'm sure I've made the point, but I just I think it's interesting to talk about. You might think, Adam, when does this change for you then? Because what you're saying here essentially is that. You've, you've pushed the social side of your temple to a lower priority. Yes, I have. Absolutely. Because the purpose level of my temple means more to me right now. Will that ever change? Yeah, it will change. But not right now. How and when will it change? I can't say. I can't say. Because I don't know, I don't know when that will be. But I'll know when I'm out of balance. And I'll know, when I'm, I'll know when I'm unhappy. And that's something that I have with myself. I have a relationship with myself where I check in each and every single morning asking myself, am I good to be alive? If I'm not good to be alive, <clears throat> let's work out why. Because there's, there's always a missing piece. There's always an off-kilter piece. There's always an imbalance. If I've ever answered that question, am I good to be alive? No. If it's no, then, I, then we've got to look at things. But right now, I could not be happier to be alive. 
And with what I have right now, seeing a seeing one or two girls, whether it's a couple, once a fortnight, you know, at the moment, that's kind of what it looks like. Or it's sometimes it's a little more frequent than that. Sometimes it's even less frequent than that. Some months, some quarters, you want to look at it in quarters on a three-month three, three monthly basis. Maybe as I saw a girl once every fortnight, some quarters, maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's even, it's, it's, but the one I'm painting here is that it's not nearly as frequent as when I was 18, where, where I was seeing se- several different girls a week. It's not that for me right now because I don't want that. And that's all it is. And I, you know, it's, it's been interesting to look at because I check in with myself daily, every single day on, is this still what you want? And if as long as the resounding thing is a yes, then there's no problem for me. And I know that it's biologically not healthy. That's the interesting thing that I was trying to paint before. I know that a 25 year old dude should not have a business, should not have business responsibilities. No human being should have business responsibilities. No human being is biologically hardwired to have to worry about anything other than his shelter, how he's going to sleep at night, where he's going to sleep at night, his food, his nutrient source, how he's going to eat, how he's going to provide food for his community, and his social relationships. Outside of those three things, social relationships, food and water, and shelter, there's not, there's not much else that a human being should have to worry about. So you're talking about learning languages, you're talking about running businesses, you're talking about having to have the care and concern for people around the world that you don't even know. That doesn't make sense. And to put that above your hardwired biological needs, sexual needs that I'm talking about here, I know it's not healthy. I know. Let me reset. So what I'm saying here is that I haven't figured it out. And I don't know if I ever will. I don't know if I'll ever get to the place of where I can live this life putting those biological needs above my purpose. Because back in the day, we didn't have to worry about purpose. Your purpose was your community. Your purpose was providing for your 100 to 150 people and maintaining the social connections. That's not life today though. Life today is that if you want to be a fulfilled human being, you have to know why you wake up each and every single morning. And it just so happens that purely egoic reasons for doing that don't seem to satisfy. I talk about these with my clients a lot, that a purpose deeply rooted in servicing the needs and experience of human beings around you, that is what provides fulfillment from what I've seen. And it just so happens, if you want to be able to do that on your own terms, you're going to have to put in tremendous levels of energy take on tremendous levels of responsibility and you can't resent it. You have to love it. And I do. I absolutely do. If I didn't, I wouldn't be able to do what I do with these girls in the cram. <laughs> when you know, I'm talking to my brother, I was talking to my brother the other day about we were on the way to, we were going to, on the way to see Johnny English and I've got this girl sending me this DM saying, hey, want to fuck? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, because you know, it's like I put my family above that. I put spending time with my brother about that because that means more to me at this stage. Yeah, it's like, it's such... Now, don't draw conclusions on this. Don't draw macro-level perceptions of me. I've really just painted you a very small slice of some very small scenarios. Yeah, it's like, I've painted some weird shit here. We've got down some weird rabbit holes here of sexual needs. 
So I think this is where we're going to wrap it up. This is where we wrap it up. And the finite point that I'm trying to say here, guys, is know yourself. Self-awareness, self-understanding. Know where you're at in life. If you're an 18-year-old dude, don't feel the pressure. If I, if I had an 18-year-old brother right now or an 18-year-old son and he told me, hey, man, I want to be able to drop all my responsibilities on a dime and not even have responsibilities to drop, so to speak, to where I could, if a girl, if where, if where I'm on, if I'm on the way to my brother to see a movie, and a girl says, "Hey, do you want to fuck tonight?" That I can go and do that. I would be saying to my 18 year old guy, son, brother, do it, do it, do it. You got many more years to work out what you need to be doing in this life. If I had an, if I had a 25 year old brother though, and he's trying to run his own business and he's trying to make gains in this life, gains in this life. I would be saying, hmm, what's more important to you? Is it more important to you that you do this, this, and that versus this, this, and that? That's all I would say to him and allow him to make his own decision. Self-awareness, know yourself. Because I'm not, because I know that, I know full well there's a lot of you guys that are listening right now that are 25 and above, and your lives are nothing like mine. Nothing like mine. Where the idea that you don't even have enough time in the day to be able to set aside and when I say enough time in the day, what I mean is that you prioritize so many other things to the point where even just sitting down for something that you love so much, such as meditation, has to be, you have to really protect that. You have to really protect that time. That lifestyle for a lot of people that I know at 25 doesn't exist. For them, it's like, oh, no, I'll just do 30 minutes of meditation. For me, I can't do that. It's like I have, my day is already pre-programmed the previous day. Because if I don't do that, there's too many things will get in the way and I'll, I'll miss things. And that's just life for me right now. And that's, that's, a, that's a window into a solo entrepreneur's life right now. Shit gets hectic, right? Shit gets hectic. And I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not perfect. And I'm still working it out. I'll, still, I'll update you guys. I'll update you guys when all of a sudden the cheeky 8.30 p.m. on a Wednesday fuck session becomes more important than my night routine, which prepares me to have a killer day the next day. <laughs> I'll paint you guys up. I'll let you guys know. So I'm going to leave that here. We've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about understanding your sexual needs, polarity-based. We've talked about lifestyle. We've talked about lifespan. We've talked about many things. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please let me know. As I've always said, like I, I, just, I do this for the connection. I do this for the engagement with the one. So even if it's just you know, one of you, one of you let me know. I'll keep doing this. And... To a smaller degree, I always know that I'm servicing the one inside myself, so I probably keep doing it just for myself. Either way, I really appreciate the feedback and the engagement. So if you're on YouTube, drop a comment down below, drop a thumbs up on this video. If you're on Instagram and you've watched a snippet of this or whatever, just send me a DM there, send me a context there. If you want to get your context answered in a deep way like this, hit up the website, boldojo.com. In the about section, contact form there, you can hit me up. Now, speaking of the website, plugs, baby. If you guys want to help support me on this channel, first off, uh, what, what do we do with it? My head's kind of fried. Hold on. First off, if you guys want to help support this channel, keep the lights on. There is a donate link for PayPal. PayPal.me forward slash Adamui. Link to it's in the channel description on YouTube. But on my website specifically, if you guys want to dive deeper with my educational shit, number one, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game. It's a Crash Course ebook 
short 24, 27 page ebook, just getting out there in the day, getting your shit handled. And it's meant to be used in tandem with a 30 day challenge. Do not buy the ebook and just sit there in your bloody chair and just read it because you will be disappointed. It's meant to be used as a mini atom. You do it. You read it through once or twice just to get the conceptualization. You go out every single day for 30 days in a row. Every single day you come back to it in your journal, write your lessons, reference the ebook. Bam, that's how you use it. Second thing, one level deeper, booking one-on-one Skype calls. Get your deeper level context answered. Get one-on-one with me. If you guys want me to break down your infields, there's attachment add-ons on that on the website, uh, recordings of it, all that stuff on the website. That's where we dive deep. Uh, ongoing packages as well, which I've been doing a lot of, uh, you know, four-week, eight-week, 12-week packages, inquire inside. And then also boot camps. Starting to come up good weather here in Australia. Starting to come up spring, spring, baby. So if you guys are interested in having the path illuminated for you and more specifically, ascertaining what it is you need to work on in your social skill set when it comes to meeting a girl in the day and logically, logically, largely extrapolating out to your interactions with all human beings. That's all bootcamps for. Two-day immersive experience. Serious inquiries only. It's an investment in your life. Expect it to be so. So you can hit me up there with the uh, interest and inquiries there. That's it. That's it. You guys can hear my voice is getting raspy. I'm not sure what that is. I, I don't feel like I've been talking a lot lately, but I don't know. There's just a lot of energy in this pot, I guess. So I thank you guys for listening so much. I thank you for being here on the journey with me, and I wish you guys the best. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.